Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. <laughs> well, remember, I've got to be happy and jolly and then go to bed because I've got to be up at the crack of stupid tomorrow. So Why? Why? What are you doing? Tomorrow? <laughs> I'm doing my first Santa gig tomorrow. No. Yes. You're not. It starts... It's only, it's only October. Oh, no, hey, listen, my mate Nigel, who is sort of the country's Santa, he did his first gig in June, I think, when they start June, recording really. the TV Christmas specials. Yeah, I'm doing... I'm going up to um, Milton Keynes to record a pop video. <laughs> For my sins, really? but I've got to be there at eight in the morning, and I live on a, I live at least an hour away. And that time in the morning, I'm going to leave at six, which means getting up at five, which means our great scheme, ladies and gentlemen, to try recording whatever works at ten thirty at night went out the window today. I'd have to be paid. Um, I'd have to be paid a thousand quid to do that. So I hope you're being reimbursed properly. <laughs> not that much, I'm afraid. I'm not on the nice <laughs> list yet. Um, yeah. Anyway, that. Uh, do you know what? Uh, it, things are. Picking up, I've got I've got five gigs in the diary already, and you know me. I'm in putting you know Johnny No Mate sitting at home, <laughs> looking forward to recording whatever works. And now suddenly <laughs> it's like gigs are plenty. So um, Good. I'm going well to be done. a busy boy. How are Excellent. you? Actually, we haven't yeah, started yeah. properly yet, have we? we? We better do the housekeeping first. Oh, oh yeah, I suppose we had. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> um, it's me and Aidan, and it's show one nine seven, nearly at two hundred. And it's the two-thirds of the way into November, so, um, yes, we're heading very quickly towards Santa time. Winter ho, ho, draws ho. on. Whateverworks.works is our website. Um, what else should I tell you? Oh, yeah, we're on YouTube Music. Don't forget that. Yay! Our podcast is on the best streaming service. In, well, I don't know if it's best, but it's the biggest streaming service in the world. Um, whatever works is also on the MeWe um, circuit, so do head across there. Links in the show notes, as always. AidenBell.com is for Aiden and to book him up for even more Santa outings. Perhaps something June would help him. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. And all I do, links to all the audio podcasts and all the MeWe groups in there. So, there you go. Housekeeping done. What have you been up to? Oh, should I tell you what I've been up to? Because you've already said what you've been up to. Nothing much to report, as usual. You know, all the holiday makers are given up in the continual rain here. So, it's lovely and quiet and peaceful. This ah. is my time of year, you know. Yes. And my it's just, it's year. not too hot, not too cold. It's Goldilocks kind of just just right for me um but it's clearly not nice enough for all the other human beings around here and they <laughs> but yeah, that, that's good because they clear off and stop breathing my oxygen and the other thing i was going to mention was that i've rediscovered the delight of hot chickens from the supermarket i'd forgotten all about those and um recently my parents picked one up and it's just lovely um the only trouble is that one by one they seem to be stopping the service so you have to go further and further afield to bigger and bigger branches to actually get them the tesco in my town which is just on my doorstep um they stopped doing it about a year ago or in fact i think they might have stopped doing it after lockdown um so i don't know if that's relevant but yeah i've got to go four five six miles away now to get one um but yes that is my grub of the the grub of the fortnight. Hot chickens from the supermarket. They're lovely. Oh, God, hot chicken. It's <laughs> worth going four miles for that. I mean, uh, I think listeners know that I, in, in recent years I've decided to try and take better care of myself and I've, I've just quit the junk food totally, except right. once in a blue moon I will treat myself to a KFC <laughs> because there is nothing yeah. like KFC Ooh, chicken. <laughs> yes. I, I'm glad you agree with me on that because most people I say that to, they say, oh, no, it's disgusting. Ugh. So um, I love KFC as well. Oh, anyway, what was your other thing? You the other thing I was going to say is I'm a little teaser here. Another gig that's coming around the corner for me. I'm not at liberty to say yet who it's for or what the product names are, but I'm going to be doing some testimonials of some garden products. And I've got a company going to send me three garden products. Total value is around 500 quid, which wow. I am then to play with. And then I've got a filming date next month when I'll be doing a testimonial. And they obviously want me to say how wonderful they are, but... <laughs> Let's see if they are or not. Um, but no, the, I mean, and I get to keep the I get to keep the stuff. So Very I will nice. be I will be reviewing gardening tools in the coming product programs. Very nice indeed. The trick there is to say one thing negative 
most of it positive, one thing negative. I found that with um, reviewing phones for PR companies. If you say everything positive, everyone smells a rat. They say, well, you're, you're, <laughs> yes. you're keeping that, so you're bound to say that. Um, but if you say one thing negative as well as all the positive, it, yes. I think it will help. But I'm sure you know all this. Well, I mean, what's the one thing negative? It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, did you buy anything on Black Friday? Oh, it hasn't happened yet, has it? I get so confused. It's sort of Black Friday all the time now. Very confusing. I, I did my usual thing. I, I, I've, I've been trying hard to find something to buy, but... Uh, to me, it, it seems like it—it's only a bargain if you would have bought it anyway. And I—I—I I, I couldn't really think of anything that I was likely to buy at the moment. That's a fantastic take, Ted. That's very yeah. true. It's only a bargain if you actually want it. If it's not something yeah. you were going to buy in the first place, far from being a bargain, you've just spent money you weren't intending to spend. Exactly. And and back in the day, when I look back on my life, when I had plenty of cash, I would have just, at this time, I would have just frittered a load of it away and bought stuff I didn't need. Um, but one thing you can say is that it's good that it, for those of us, I know you don't do this, but for those of us who buy Christmas gifts for each other. Um, <laughs> you make me sound like some old Scrooge. <laughs> You're not, not Santa at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's Scrooge, not Christmas Santa. Christmas gift? What are those? Why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, this is just the right time of year to be doing that and getting them in early. Yes, and getting them at cheap, cheapest prices you can. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I guess the, the only thing that I looked online and th- really fancied was a Marshall Acton two. Um, but I don't know if I dare speak about this again because it's a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> oh, we should have a new section of the show called Ted's Top Bluetooth Speakers. Yeah, but honestly, that's the only thing that I could fancy. And I, I didn't dare put it in, I want one of those, because I get lynched. Anyway, the Marshall Acton 3, please, Santa. I'll have that one. Oh, I see um, what I can do. <laughs> so what, did you get anything? Black well, I Friday? did. I, just like you, though, I've given up this sort of aimless, mindless looking through trying to buy something. Um, Although we did talk about it in the not-too-distant past that we were both doing that. But, yeah, it is a stupid thing to do. I did actually have a quest, and and who doesn't love a quest? My shaver has been dying for some time. I've had a shaver now for a number of years. And so I decided a few months ago that come Black Friday, I would see if I could find myself a new one. And I did, and I won't talk about it yet because I've only had it for a couple of days. I've only used it twice. So um, it's a brawn, which apparently you say brown. I've spent my life saying brawn. B-R-A-U-N. And now watching, as of course I always do, lots of YouTube videos before purchase to do the, see the reviews and what people think, apparently you pronounce it brown, as in the colour. So that's that's news to me. It's a brown Series 9 Pro, and uh, immediately I'm very happy with it. But let me, give me another week or so before I actually tell you any more about it. I challenge it. that. I challenge that. I bet you that's an Americanism. Uh, were they American presenters? I don't think they all were, no. Why? Are you with me? Are you in the brawn camp? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I've always said brawn. Me too. Good. We'll stick and to that. Every, and everyone I know has said brawn. Let's own it. <laughs> so anyway, I did that. And the funny thing is, um, Amazon were announcing ahead, of course, that their Black Friday was going to kick off on the 17th. So at <laughs> 10 minutes past midnight, I bought my shaver. I, I, <laughs> I got in there quick. Uh, but then, then I made an unexpected second purchase, um, yeah. which will is, again hasn't arrived yet. But um, do you remember the Allbirds uh, slippers, the loungers <gasps> that I was waxing? Blimey. That that shavers three hundred quid nearly. Well, it is Good. now. It wasn't when Rich. I bought it. Ha ha ha! It? Listen, oh, that, no, no, that's that's fifty percent off. It's usually six hundred. Oh, I know. Quid. It's ridiculous. Yes, which wow. is why I waited for Black Friday. And I mean, I don't mind telling you, I paid two four four for mine, which is still a lot. But wow. I mean, I think it, I think it was five hundred odd normally, and then came down to two four four. So um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Where Go was I? Carry on. Yes, do you remember? You obviously don't because you were thinking about shavers. Allbirds, Allbirds <laughs> loungers, those fantastic slippers that I brought onto the show a couple of years or so ago. Oh, yeah. Um, which are amazing. And, I mean, they just go on and on and on. And I couldn't believe how long these slippers were lasting. Well, over the recent months, I have started to find that one of them is letting in a little bit of water because I, I, I pop out in the garden with them as well because they're such fantastic shoes. Um, mm. And I decided, I, I, I just stumbled. Last Saturday, the 18th, I stumbled on 
Allbirds having a 40% off for Black Friday and I couldn't resist it and I bought another pair. But this time I've bought their fluffy ones made of merino wool. I bought their <laughs> lounger fluffs. Normally 115 quid, ouch, for a pair of slippers, down to 69. Still a little bit ouch, but I bought them anyway. Uh, they haven't arrived yet. So again, I'll be bringing those on the show when I've got them. So you see, I had quite a productive Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, they look very nice, actually. They do look comfy. Um, and you know what I'm going to say? No size 14. Oh, I see. Actually, they're quite good because they, they do go up to 13, which is unusual. So um, I, I still won't get a 13 on, which is a real shame. 59 quid there at the moment, apparently. Do you know, I spent quite a number of years playing an ugly sister in Cinderella for my sins. And there's a scene where they, they because the, the sisters can't get their foot into the into Cinderella's slipper, they just slice a bit off with a knife. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you might consider that as an option. That was in that film, wasn't it? That musical. Oh, they did it in the Into the Woods film as well. Yeah. Oh, well yeah, done, Ted. Right. Oh, very good, sir. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So I Anyway, mean, um, the, these are 59 quid now, not 69. So you've been ripped off. No. Yeah, I paid 59 quid. 40% off, £69. Yeah, they're 59 now. Oh, for goodness they sake. They saw you Well, coming. thank you. Ve- right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to sulk now. You can do the next item. I'm sulking. Uh, my, uh, we said that I would feedback briefly on my new um, scooter. Oh, uh, yes, please do. We've got to call it a scooter and not a moped. Really? Why is that? And is that, what, is that... Be- I think it makes it sound posher and <laughs> not like it's got pedals. <laughs> Um, anyway, this is the Piaggio Liberty 15. Apparently, according to people out there, the, the, the real title is a, a Vespa Piaggio. So Piaggio is a kind of sub-company of oh, Vespa. Even, even I've heard of Vespa. Exactly. So, you know, this Italian Vespa and Lambretto. Lambretto? Is that right? Lambretto. Lambertini. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. No these, idea. Um, these Italian um, scooters that came out in the like, 1960s. Mm-hmm. The, the, the kind of, anyway, so this one, is, it doesn't look like an Italian um, Vespa scooter, but it's, it, the design is actually really, really nice. And, and it goes really, really well. I've put a picture of both of them in the recording notes here for you to see, the old one and the new one. You can see that the new one's got bigger wheels, for one thing. Um, and the little, the, it, it's just it's just much more classy all round. Um, now it hasn't been really cold yet, which let me down on the old one. But so we'll see what that uh-huh. happens when that happens. But but it does seem to be more forgiving, and it, it it actually starts well and it goes along the road well, even when it has been quite cold. Not for minus degrees, but it has been quite cold, and it's not doing what the old one did, and it and it starts and it goes. So we'll see. If it gets really cold, what the impact of that um, would be? And it looks it's lovely, a... Ted. I've got to say, I'm looking at the red one on the on the website you're linking to in our recording okay. notes, and it really looks very. I mean, it's not a thing for me, but it looks lovely. I'm nice one, sir. What colour is well, yours? One is the white one. That the, I, the white. I put a picture in the um, recording notes there. Um, but but what I was going to say was that it's bigger. That that's one of the things that's nice about it is that it's physically bigger than the old one. Yes, and that suits me because I've got a you know, a big body and um, I need to not look too stupid perched on top of it. (laughs) And so this one actually makes it better. There's a nice sound to the engine. It's hard to describe, but it it, it feels like it's a vehicle trying to be a scooter, whereas the old one felt like it was a moped trying to be a car, you know? It's really hard to describe that, but it feels like it's, it's, it's doing the job it's meant to do and not trying to do something else. So, yeah, it sits nicely at 29 miles an hour, which it's governed to do in the UK. Um, I, I, I don't think there was much wrong with the old one, really. It's just that that whole cold starting thing and whatever, you know, just yes. annoyed me terribly. But this is um, whatever works, Ted. You do not need an excuse to buy a new toy. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly as the family chipped in and, you know, I, I, I didn't really have to pay much towards it. So um, big kudos to them for doing so. Um I also bought the new one from a local um, dealer. Now, the old one I bought from a dealer further away, and then the shop shut, which meant that the next nearest one was 40 miles away. And the local dealer where I live wouldn't touch it because it was a cheap Chinese kind of knockoff. Ah, yeah. Um, whereas the, the proper dealer in my town here, um, I bought it from them, and they will service it and MOT it when it comes round and all the rest of it. So that's really good. It's got a four-stroke engine, unleaded petrol, so normal car petrol, 
Um, does about 100 to the gallon. Also everything. It's got a side stand, which is great. I had a box fitted on the back, um, so it was the same as the old one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned last on the last show, I think it was two and a half grand. Um, and and you know that reflects the difference in the the quality. I think the old one was twelve hundred quid, and it's like over the double the price of it. And you can tell it just it just feels like a much more quality um, um, a device. Um, so. Yeah, uh, and I'm really pleased with it. It's a great little um, scooter. I've got to stop calling it a moped. A great little <laughs> you scooter. You know, you do get what you pay I'm for. Really I remember saying it on the 100th edition. That, you know, oh, and also, show, I bought a... You get what a, you pay for, and you've obviously um, paid... Oh, hello. All right, what was that? Hello, somebody's trying to log in. Hello, who are you? <laughs> and we're joined this afternoon by... <laughs> Very strange that was. Um, so I bought a cover for it. You know, on the last show I was talking about this kind of tent thing. Yes. That I was going to. I was thinking about getting. Well, I had a look at the reviews of that, and I thought I don't think that's going to work really well. So I got this cover for it instead. And it's a Favoto motorbike cover, waterproof, obviously, dustproof, heat resistant. I'm not sure how the heat resistant works with a, a hot, um, a hot, um, you know, exhaust underneath it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's got buckles and stuff, and it works really, really well. So lots of different choices on that. I I got it in a sale for eighteen quid, but I think the normal price is twenty five. It's a little bit big, but the toggles keep it in place. And we've had a quite windy day, and it hasn't ripped it off yet. So um, that's working really well. I, I don't want this one to get rusty like the old one did. If it does, did indeed. Um, and just to finish off the whole motorcycle thing, there was a funny story about getting rid of the old one because I tried to sell it. I tried to put it here and there and everywhere. Um, nobody wanted it because it's a cheap Chinese, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so we stuck it outside the house, mum um, and dad's house, with a sign next to it saying, "Wow, make, make us an offer. Oh, right. I um, thought you were going to say a sign saying, just take it away. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm coming to that. Don't Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay. Um, I, we put a sign up saying, um, you know, make us an offer. That stayed there for a week. Oh. <laughs> and then I said to my dad, this is not, nobody's going to make us an offer. I'm going to put free to a good home up. And so I did. And then within literally 10 minutes, someone was, <laughs> it was <the> gone. <laughs> someone knocked on the door. Two teenage kids who obviously wanted it to fly around and oh, cause right, mayhem yeah. with. Um, Two teenage kids. Gone. They said, "Our dad's got a." I can't uh, hear you, um, Ted. You vanished. A, a small holding, oh, and we can fly around the the, the 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 the. There it is again. What are you doing? Hello, we're back. What, uh, what is going on? I think on the there? aliens have landed. I don't know what's yeah. going on, Ted. That's really odd. <laughs> um, anyway, so the um, so that they wanted to drive it around Dad's. What's it? They'd obviously seen it. Phoned up Dad and said, "Look, it's a free moped. Can we get yeah, it?" And he's, yeah. And so he brought. Dad came round with his um, vehicle. They loaded it on the vehicle, and away they gone. So between putting the sign up for free and them actually removing it, was it must have been about an hour. <laughs> now I'm sorry. You could at least have asked for a tenner, and that would have covered the money I lost on my Allbirds slippers. <laughs> <laughs> But I did do, you, you'll be pleased to hear, I did all the things I was supposed to do, like um, making it sawn offline. Oh, yes. Telling Swansea that I'd dispose of it, giving them his name and address, blah, 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 um, and so on. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm very pleased with my new one. So far, it's just great. And I think you've beaten me now. You now have the most expensive recent purchase on whatever works, above and beyond my <laughs> wretched coffee machine. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, your coffee machine is less expensive than this, this scooter. <laughs> yeah, there you scooter. go. Ha, ha. You... Right, <laughs> listen, um, I'm going to report back in about 30 seconds on that little piece of um, uh, sort of rubbery, foam rubbery plastic thing that you stick in your food bin and it's supposed to stop it smelling. Save your money, oh, folks. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know if it worked. And the last time I looked, it was starting to go a bit mouldy, so I threw it away and I couldn't find the other one because it came in a packet of two and I can't remember where I put the first one. It, just don't bother. I don't know whether it worked in the first place. So that's the feedback. If anyone has been waiting in anticipation to know whether it worked, it might have worked, but then it just started to look a bit smelly itself and I threw it away. Right. What a load of rubbish. Indeed. Room 101. Dan 
<laughs> room 101 for that. Well, I don't know. It might not be room 101. It might just be Aidan Bell because he didn't read the instructions properly that said change it every two weeks. But then if you've got to change it every two weeks, then I can't be asked to have one. I don't, you know, yeah. Forget it. Daniel Bemis. Or is it Bemis? Please let us know. I, I never know whether... No, it's is Bemis. it Bemis? OK, yeah. apolog- apologies, Daniel. Daniel Bemis or Daniel Bemois on Christmas gift shows. Ah! Daniel says, my wife and I go to these events each year. They start in October and run through to mid-December. They involve an organisation that invites many different small business owners and vendors into a big venue. They decorate the building in Christmas decorations and have a Santa Claus to take pictures with. <laughs> yes, I know all about this. <laughs> oh, yes. But I love them. I've got to say, I love these things. Daniel goes on. They sell all kinds of home decor, jewellery, kitchen accessories, speciality foods and Christmas themed merchandise. There are charities that the gift show proceeds go to. And it's a way to support the community, giving it a holiday experience. I think that's fabulous. Yes, I know these well, Daniel. I've, I've, I've attended them myself, um, both as a punter and working there. And I totally agree. They really are great fun. They're a whole great... You know, a bit like a sort of, um, what's the word, an expo, a big sort of, um, I can't, ah, arena full of Christmas wonderfulness. And you walk walk around like a sort of ideal home expedition for Christmas. And it's great. And I, I agree with Daniel. They're great fun and I support them. A grotto. And a grotto too. Oh, yes, you've got to have a grotto. Yeah, I, I do. I, I know exactly what Daniel's talking about. We do have them in this country as well. Daniel. Exhibition centre. Sorry, that's the word I couldn't find. Exhibition centre. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, they're, they're dotted all over the place. So clearly that's something that America and, and, and Britain do the same. Um, and people love going to them and it, it's good fun. It gets you in the, the seasonal spirit and um, it, it makes you feel all Christmassy. So, you know, that, that's good because um, people can uh, start being nice to each other and not killing each other for once in the year. I, I did one once at the Rico Arena. Where's that? Is that is that near um, Birmingham? Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, I, I remember doing one there and being up on stage and giving the competition winning or God knows what it was. Yeah, great fun. Thank you, Daniel. All good. Very good indeed. Chris Kelly is next on Freestyle Libra 2. What's Libraire. that? What's that then? Libraire. Libraire. What is a Libraire? It's a CGM. Don't you know what a CGM is, for goodness sake? CGM. No. It's a continuous glucose monitor. Ah, oh, one of them. Oh, I wanted one of them. Tell me more. <laughs> it's worked amazingly well for me, says Chris. It's a small disc around the size of a £2 coin that sticks to your upper arm with a small filament that sticks into your skin. There's a small sting when it's first applied. I'm not surprised, but that's it. <laughs> the device transmits data to an app for 14 days, after which... Item needs to be replaced. So at 50 quid a pop, that's a £100 a month habit. <laughs> that's a lot of money, isn't, isn't it? it? 100 quid. Um, I got the first one for free, but was so impressed I got two more. What, what it has allowed me to do is to find out what foods are bad for me. Things that I thought were healthy, like muesli and porridge, were actually bad for you, particularly if you stuff them full of sugar. Um, things that I thought would be bad, like potatoes, rice and pasta, are okay. Beer is okay, but lager isn't. Boo! Changing the order in which I eat things helps. Vegetables first, then meat, then carbs. That sounds very much like macrobiotics. I used to do this macrobiotic diet, and that was all about combining foods. Um, Anyway, without this data, I was either condemned to taking drugs for the rest of my life or being on a very restricted diet, uh, Chris says. The crazy thing is that you can't get these on the NHS. I'm sure that there are thousands of people taking drugs at huge costs unnecessarily, and if the NHS supplied these, it would just be good cost-effective treatment. So, yeah, well, I'm glad that you like that, Chris, and I'm glad it works, and I'm glad you've got a good job to pay £100 a month. (laughs) Well, you see, this is interesting, Ted, and, and, and very interesting to hear that, Chris. I wanted to do this because, again, in my health thing, I, I'm, I'm not diabetic. I don't believe I am diabetic. I hope I never will be diabetic. But I was very curious and I actually ended up, I think I brought it onto the show, actually. I bought one of these old-fashioned little prick your finger and use the test thing to find out what your blood yeah. glucose level is, things, which I used diligently for two or three weeks uh, and discovered, lo and behold, I ha- I'm not diabetic. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Um, but I really wanted to try these things, but I'm Unfortunately, I didn't have 100 quid a month to spare. 
Um, right. So good to know it worked for you, Chris. And um, yeah. of course, if you are diabetic, if you do have symptoms, then suddenly 100 quid a month becomes not such a problem because you're taking care of your good health. So, um, yeah, good one. And not spending money on KFCs. Yes, indeed. Or <laughs> more heated gloves. I'm sorry about this, dear listeners. I bought another pair of heated gloves. Do you remember I bought those? Not another pair. I bought some leather heated gloves onto the show. Was it the last show or possibly yeah, one before yeah, that? Yeah. And I'm very, very happy with them. They, they're doing the job perfectly i'm wearing them when i'm out and about and i still love them as much as i did when i raved about them on the show well you may remember me saying that they sadly had no dexterity because they are proper thick leather skiing going out in the winter gloves and as listeners will know i do have a problem with my right hand in my studio working at the computer with my hand sat on the mouse and you'll remember i've talked about contraptions of hot air blowing and trying to keep well I looked on our favourite website and I I found Dr. Warm heated glove liners. So obviously Ah. being liners, they're very thin and it claims that there's a lot of dexterity. I bought a pair Um, and they are good. They're well made. They're sound product. Um, I think they will last the test of time. There is dexterity. I can wear them. I am wearing them as I speak now. I've got them both on and I can operate my mouse with it. But, you know... (sighs) I'm sorry, but there's nothing like good nakedness to properly work on a mouse. I'll get used to it. I'm, you know, I'm glad I bought them. I have no regrets with them, but I do wish they had a little bit more dexterity. But of course, I mean, you know, they've got heating elements in there to keep my fingers warm. They can't be that thin. They work. They do a nice job. Um, They're very similar in principle to the gloves I'd brought onto the last show. Each has a little battery in it. I'm sorry I was stupid and didn't bother to look to see what the rating of the battery is. But uh, it charges in about half an hour and it's got, as as the other gloves, it's got, you know, cool, warm and bloody hell that's hot. Um, And depending on which heat setting you use, the battery will go down quicker, of course. But I'm tending to get sort of at least a couple of hours before I need to reheat them. And because I'm only using one, principally I'm only using the right hand, I've always got them in rotation. I've got one battery charging, one... While I'm using it because I don't really need the left hand. Um, yeah, and they do the job. And um, if anybody's interested in much thinner, much more dexterous gloves to wear indoors to keep the hands warm, then I would certainly, again, recommend these. I've had no problems with them. The only thing that I think could be an issue that, that worries me a little bit is the uh, you plug each battery in. It's you know, a, a, a two-pin plug that goes into the battery. It's very stiff to get it in, and you have to give it a good old pull to get it out, which Ooh, uh. means that I think over time it could be that that cable will will wear or fray or even break putting in and pulling out so one does have to plug in and unplug with some care to make sure that there'll be some longevity in the cable but other than that i'm very happy they've even got a little pads um the thumb and the forefinger have got little um what do you call it the thing that allow you to use a touch screen some cleverness so that you can actually you can you can go on using your mobile phone while you've got them on yeah yeah. So um, I do hope that's the end of my glove purchasing for another no, couple no, of years. And if you go to the Dr. Warm store on Amazon, yes. you can also see a pair of um, heated insoles, remote control heated insoles. You stick them in your shoes, fifty nine ninety nine, And they look really interesting as well for someone that had on their feet what you have on your hands. Um, well, you, you, see, you. You, you tempt me, sir. I've been avoiding looking <laughs> at them. And they've got socks as well. And then there's oh, a gilet as well, if you're that. Yeah, you know, the heated everything. Right. There was one thing I found, which was heated hats, which yeah. which I thought, isn't that dangerous? I mean, the the head is so susceptible to, to allow it to letting heat in and out of the body. I would have thought heating your head may not be a wise thing to do. But anyway, yeah, th- I, I agree with you. The insoles look very, very yummy. And who knows, yeah, maybe yeah. when I've been traipsing around in my Santa boots for a few gigs outside in the cold, I might succumb. Indeed, yes. Now, quick mention for two items. Um, the Go Shelter Canopy, which is the new umbrella, which is makes you look like a human snail. Oh, you yes, put this thing this. over your head and over your kind of top, your torso. Um, and I'll put a link in the show notes so people can see what we're talking about. Um, and it makes it because it wraps around you. It makes your hands free to do whatever you like underneath the, the canopy and keeps you dry. And the other one was the shape, the shape shifting box, a really good, um, I think, Christmas stocking filler, um, festive fun for five minutes, that sort of thing. It's a sensory cube with thirty six magnets in it. Um, I, I'll link to a video in the show notes to someone actually demonstrating how this works, and it does actually look really good fun. But as I say, it'll be. You you know, put in a drawer in five minutes. But yeah, there was a couple of quick mentions. I remember Anything? I sarcastically put it looks like Hellraiser for those who know the film. <laughs> <laughs> 
looks like fun anyway. There you go then. So quick mentions for those two before we move into what are we all doing next? Half an hour in and we haven't had a jingle. We better rectify that straight away. I wonder who bought it. Somebody has bought the Swan Alexa Smart Kettle. Much as we don't like Alexa Smart stuff particularly, this does actually look really nice. It's got a a solid-looking kettle for um, 59 quid at the moment. It's supposed to be 100 quid. It's in a Black Friday deal sale. Um, It's got an LED touch display, a keep warm function, a stainless steel um, insulated body, 1.5 litres, so it's not that big. I think the standard usually is 1.7 litres. Anyway, uh, 1,800 watt um, um, power. It's in black. Um, You can use your voice. This is where the Alexa bit comes in. (laughs) You can use your voice to remotely set it to boil, change the temperature settings, (laughs) or keep the water hot, all without lifting a finger. Oh, dear. So can you imagine that? Keyword, make me a cup of tea. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You'd hate it, Ted. You'd be like, you can just get up and press the button yourself. (laughs) But you've got to... The the thing is, though, that you'd have to go and put the water in it anyway. Yeah, you do. So... Uh, anyway, um, it's, it looks very nice. It's got a quiet boil function, which is quite nice. It's got a cordless base, which is nice as well. You can set it to four different temperatures. And it's got a two-hour keep warm function, as I say. So um, I'm not sure how you'd use that. Anyway, um, somebody's bought that, and they've chipped into my um, pot of... Um, you know, affiliate link um, pennies. So thank you very much. It does look like good fun. If you're listening to this, then do let us know how you've got on with it and we'll feed back. You know, you're watching telly and you've got the kettle in the kitchen with it and you know the water's in there and you know there's an ad break coming. So you say, keyword, boil the kettle. And then it's simultaneous. When the ad break starts, the kettle's boiling in the kitchen for you. Perfect. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Anyway, if you're using Amazon, please use my affiliate link. That's really helpful. I get some pennies and it helps us to um, do what we do on the show. Tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. Go there instead of where you usually go. There's no difference to you at all. I know what's been bought, but I don't know who's bought it. And I get a few pennies. So thank you very much. Ted's Top Tips. Ted's Top Tips. Ted's Top Tips. I've brought this one onto the show before, but it's almost worth making it an annual one. It's a safety tip. Now that the winter nights are drawing in, if you're out walking or you're cycling, or or particularly if you've got children with you, wear brightly coloured clothes, or better still, wear neon clothes, or better still indeed, put on a high-vis jacket, because in this sort of weather, it's so easy. As a driver, I can tell you, it's so easy not to be able to see people properly. Oh, I'd love it as a driver if everyone was wearing high-vis, and as a pedestrian, I do, because I don't want to get hit by Aidan Bell, who (laughs) can't see anything. (laughs) That's it. I I do agree, yeah, and I should do that on my scooter, really, but I, but I, I don't. And I, I guess it's because I'm driving around at 29 miles an hour. Maybe in the deep, dark winter, I'll, I'll think about it. Because we've got about three of these hanging up in the garage, and they're just never touched. Oh, well, then no excuse, Ted, if you actually own yeah, one yeah. already. Fair enough. Yeah. Still using, still using. Well, hey, the jingles are like buses. You wait half an hour and then three come in at once. What are you yeah. still using? Um, I think... Oh, no, I'm first. Do oh. <laughs> try and keep up at the back. It's a shame, isn't it? Poor soul. Actually, it's not me. It's Jim Fowl. Who, well, it's actually sort of me and Jim Fowl. He brings us the Black and Decker Dustbuster and says, Dustbuster, as recommended by Aidan Bell, still doing sterling work here. And I responded, thank Ooh. you, Jim. Mine too. Yes, I mean, it was all Ted uh, Steve Litchfield's fault, actually. He brought oh, right. He brought these mini vacuums onto the show. I remember I'd bought one, oh, a hundred years ago that was absolute crap. It were, it ran on batteries and it was completely useless. And I had decided that mini vacuums were, were terrible and were pointless and there's no point in anybody having them. And then Steve brought one on the show and said, don't be stupid, Aidan, you've just got to buy the right one. And he was quite right. And um, yeah, I brought the Black & Decker on and Jim now backs me up in saying it's a, it's a bloody good one. Very good. So there we are. The um, link to the show notes goes to an unavailable page. Um, I did have a little bit of a look around, and it see, I, I reckon that the EU have made them reduce the power because the twenty-seven watt hour one, which you've all got, is just not available. But there is a twenty-four watt hour one, so I reckon they they've had their arms twisted, and you can't sell twenty-seven anymore. You must sell twenty-four. 
Um, but I don't know that. It's just, but I'll link to both in the show notes anyway. <laughs> I just thought we could have some sound effects in the show. That was all. Do Very camera. nice. Well done. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm still using my Aura Glow security light, which has got three AA batteries in it, and they've been in there for the last two years. And I just did notice, actually, outside there, that the... Um, it does look as though it probably needs to have the batteries replaced. Um, it was looking a bit dim. Anyway, yeah. it's a mo- motion-activated, weatherproof um, little light. You might remember it. it's got a ball in it. A ball in it. So you've got this. There's a stand, a base, which you can stick to something, or you can screw to something, or whatever you want. But but the the ball is where it all happens, and that fits inside the the base, and you can kind of turn it around to whatever angle you like. Um, and all the batteries are inside there, and all the rest of it. And and it works really, really well. Um, and I've, ugh, I've no idea when I brought this on the show, but it, I, it was a long time ago. Um, twenty seconds after it um, turns on, it's it, oh, well, sorry, twenty-seven after it, twenty-seven, twenty seconds after it stops detecting movement, it goes off. And so outside with my scooter is just perfect for that. My dad has got one now by the back door at the, the house as well, and he swears by it. Um, and they just have completely amazed me with the waterproofness and the weatherproofness. Mine has just never moved. I've had wind and rain and all the rest of it, and it's still going time after time. So the seal must be really good on it. Um, and it's 12 quid, 11.99. And I think it's a bit of a bargain, frankly. Um, it's lasted really well, and it's done really good service. I concur totally. I'm a big fan of PIR lights. We've got a couple outside. I've got a large one in the garage. Now I don't have to bother finding the light switch. It just comes on when I walk in. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I also concur. They, they do seem to withstand the weather remarkably well. And, yeah. and at 12 quid, who can argue? Absolutely. I'll tell you what's cheap as chips. And I have a confession to make. <laughs> I've ordered this. I've had one before, but technically I haven't got it because I ordered it and it didn't arrive on time right. before before recording. But I think that I know enough about it to say that it's a really good little device. It's a tiny little travel analog alarm clock, ultra small. Um, the alarm is pretty good because it increases in volume as you um, as it goes. So if you ignore it, it keeps going louder and louder. Um, but it is quite loud enough to wake a person going on my previous use of one of these. The button on the front lights it up when it's pressed. It doesn't tick. It takes one AA battery. Hurrah! Um, luminous hands to see in the dark just for you, Aidan. Mind you, um, I, 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 well, I'll come to the luminous bit in a minute, but um, it, it was just, it's just quite a nice feeling to get away from rechargeable everything, app-driven everything, a simple clock, which you might have had in 1972, you know, almost the same. And it's, um, it's only seven quid, and I think that's really good. Um, so, yeah, the luminous bit. I found something out about the luminous bit, um, which apparently, they because of EU regulations, they're not allowed to put too much of the luminous content, whatever it is, inside the paint. And so, whenever you buy something luminous now, it doesn't <laughs> go on all night like it used to. Um, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, and it's kind of it's, it's actually run out. So. Gone are the days like during the Second World War when they painted walls with the luminous paint to, <laughs> in order to you know be able to see in the dark and not have lights on. Um, it seems to me that and and there's a I think there's a link up with cancer and stuff as well. So uh, you know it may be fair enough that they're doing this, but um, yeah, don't expect the luminous hands to last till morning. Is is the is the um, anyway? When I get it, I'll let you know. Um, but I'm sure that you probably got one of these, haven't you? Well, first of all, Ted, you did make a Black Friday purchase. It was this clock. It's £7.19, oh, right. 20% <laughs> off, reduced from 8 99 So congratulations. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, I completely concur. I'm 59. I don't trust technology. If I have critically important information that must not be lost, 
I take a pen and a piece of paper and I write it down. Sod typing it anywhere. And um, if I have to get up in the morning for a flight or for a filming job in Milton Keynes at five o'clock in the morning, I will set one of these. Of course, I will tell Google to wake me up and I'll set my phone, but I don't trust them. I have an alarm clock by my bed that I use for important nights like that. And I have another one that I take on holiday with me. So, yes, I own two of these and I completely concur. They're gorgeous and I love them and I agree with you utterly. And as for the luminosity, um, that could very well be why I've never been impressed by luminous hands or digits on any watch or any clock that I've ever owned. I've always thought they're pants and they're not worth it. And even when I was younger and had better vision, I still found them to be pretty useless. I mean, even you remember, I'm still wearing this Withings watch that I oh, yeah. borrowed and still haven't returned yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's got luminous hands. But I mean, they're crap. They're barely visible and they only last for about an hour or so ah, after right. lights out. So, so that proves it then. Even yeah, it, it proves your point because I'm sure Withings, yeah. you know, the quality of that watch, they would be, have the best luminosity that they can. So yeah. that explains it. Yeah. I think that's right. That's what I read somewhere. Um, in fact, it was someone selling a luminous wall clock who was being really honest about it, saying, don't expect this to last more than two to five hours maximum. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, if you know, dear listener, if you know anything more about that, then do let us know and we'll um, highlight it again on the coming shows. Yeah, you come to think of it, I remember bringing onto the show a, a lifetime ago some luminous tape that I was putting on steps for my oh, mother so she could yeah. see. And again, I mean, that's not part of our lives anymore because it's just not worth it because they glow beautifully for about 10 minutes and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And the same is true in this country with solar-powered garden lights as well, isn't it? Oh, but yeah. That, but that's another reason. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it's probably the same reason. It's not enough sun. Because if there was more sun, the luminosity would, might work better. Anyway. Well, I, I tell you, you, you remember the, the, the... It's about time I brought them on to still using, actually. I've got some solar-powered lights in our hallway and our kitchen, and I talked about oh, them. Oh, yeah. They've got a little solar power on the roof. Well, I mean, we're now entering the season where they come on dimly or sometimes not at all because the solar panel isn't getting enough sunshine. You know, that's mm-hmm. the problem with solar. The sun has to come mm. out and join in. Yeah, yeah. The CAD. I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. Now, this one's a bit techy, but bear with, bear with. Um, it's a Lap Gear Home Office Lap Desk, and I really want one of these. In fact, I put it on my Christmas list, so perhaps Santa will bring it. Sound effect. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hang on, hang on, on the horses. Um, where is it? Yeah, um, there we are. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> So it's got a device ledge, which stops the whatever it is you put on it falling into your lap, a mouse pad and a phone holder as well. Um, and it does look like a decent little festive gadget idea, which I, I, I really could make use of. Um, and it would encourage me away from my giant desktop PC and onto a lap a laptop or a Chromebook more often which I'm guilty of not doing rather than sitting in front of my big computer it's um it fits up to 15.6 inch laptops um and it's just under 50 quid um the biggest I put this on the MeWe group and the biggest complaint so far seems to be there's not a left-handed one and I, apparently, do you agree with this? I, I think I'm right in saying that seven in no one in seven people is left-handed. Is that right? I don't know the number, but probably something like that. Right. Yes. And I was just thinking that if I was going into manufacturing, would I be making every seventh one a left-handed one? I don't know. It depends how rich you are, I suppose. Anyway, that was the main complaint. There's not a left-handed one, which is fair enough. Um, but there are other ones that do have left-handed ones, and I'll stop waffling now. Um, well, but, you wouldn't uh, make six nice of one and one of the other and six and one of one of the other, would you? You'd do a run of left-handed and a run of right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's true enough. Fair enough. Can well, I be I'll... devil's advocate here, Ted? Hmm. Why do you not just spend a tenner on a regular? We've had them on the show before. I know you're a fan of them. What do you call it? The, 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 the this thing, the tray with the cushy underneath that you put on your lap. I've got one. I've got one. Well, then yeah. why don't you just buy a mouse pad and stick it on one side, and buy a little piece of wood and stick it on the other side to stop your laptop sliding off? And Bob's mm. your uncle, and you've saved forty-seven quid. I could do that, but this one, <laughs> the, the, one the one that I've got is homemade, and there's no way that I could get anything to uh, attach onto it. Um, it's a, and it's almost a, an an um, a, a antique 
um, device. It's, it wasn't actually designed to be a computer lap tray at all. It was designed to, to for people to sit on their sofa and have their afternoon tea. Right, but you um, could still buy another lap tray for a tenner on Amazon that you could then screw a piece of wood into to support the laptop. I like the look of this one. Shove yeah. off. I'm just, I'm just being a <laughs> that's all. <laughs> and that's what I want one of those is for, things that... You know, yeah. you want. I mean, for instance, I'm not going to spend £114 on a Wood Trick Galaxy Marble Run, but I still want one. I stumbled on this the other day, and it just looks like a lot of fun. It's a kit. It's a kit thing that you put together yourself. It's a sort of 3D jigsaw puzzle, if you will, that you build. Uh, but it's a marble run. It's one of those things where you put marbles in, and then they do a sort of fairground helter-skelter <laughs> and go round corners and get lifted up on spirals and bounce Yay. around and jump. And, and it just looks like a lot of fun. Again, it's the thing I'm always saying with these things I bring on. I don't really want to buy one. I wouldn't be interested, thank you. But if I, I'd love to go around to someone's house and they have one and I can say, oh, can yeah. I play with that for five minutes? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've linked to a video, I don't know if we want to put it into our show notes, uh, of a similar one, not the exact one that I found, but the similar concept on YouTube of one actually working with the marbles um, pottering around. It just looks like a lot of fun. There you go. It does. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, it looks fabulous fun. And another... For rich people, Christmas morning, you know, and then and then then it gets assigned to the to the to the to the cellar or the attic, no doubt. Absolutely, um, very nice. So yes, I want one of those too, um, and I also want a Marshall speaker. But oh, we won't, we won't shush mention now. <laughs> Better before a human as a till. Oh, yes, please. Uh, appar- apparently, according to this article in The Guardian, um, cashiers are making a comeback. Machinery is rendering shopping into a soulless, isolating experience. Mm. This is right up your street, isn't it? It is. The human drought, a rising tide of frustration, impatience and solitary seething as attempting to fill a shopping bag is torpedoed by endless stream of commands, rejections, refusal, etc., etc. Anyway, apparently there's this shop up north. Now, it's called Booths. I've never heard of it. But when I looked at a map of where they are, they are all in the northwest of England. Um, now, I'm as, I'm as far north as North Wales, but the nearest one here is Manchester. So it seems to be Manchester up to Bolton and across that way. Um, anyway, this Booth's place have decided that they've had enough of this um, automation and automated tills. They're putting people back onto tills and where they there are automated ones, they'll have someone stood there all the time um, and they will get away with all this claptrap of what's going on with automation and AI. Good for them. It's interesting boo- that it's booths in the north because, of course, the north of the country is famous for its warmth and people wanting to meet and talk and, and interact and having yeah. social intercourse rather than the south where everybody's rushing around and not got time for each other. Um, yeah. But I'm, in, I'm all in favour. Yes, you're quite right, Ted. This is absolutely right up my street. Um, yeah. Technology is great, but let's not forget um, human intercourse at the same time. It's interesting in this article that they've quoted this doctor saying that loneliness is as bad for you as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. (laughs) (laughs) How on earth they possibly Uh, I mean, what a juxtaposition. What does that mean? Here, John Tanza posted a a similar similar vein. Telephone calls, he said. As communication is increasingly digitised, says John, the long and winding phone chat is becoming a thing of the past. And he linked to a... Very long and winding article, actually. I nearly lost the will to live reading through the article. But, yeah, the point being that in this day and in this modern day and age, people are not simply chewing the card on the phone and just chatting for the sake of chatting. Now, I'll just explain that John posted initially to a um, Telegraph article that was behind a paywall. So I said to him, could you not just copy the text? Because no one's going to pay to read this. Um, can you just not copy the text and put it into the MeWe um, post? And he did, uh-huh. and that's and that's why it's very that's long. Why it was so long. Um, but uh, but uh, the point I made to him was that I, I completely agree about the personal touch of talking to people and 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 being friendly and nice and all the rest of it. But I have the need for a permanent record of things, and when you do it by email or even messaging to some degree. You get a permanent record, and you can you can look back on what was said. If you're using a phone telephone conversation, 
then you just can't um, because it's not recorded. I suppose you could record it, but it's it's a bit more messy. So many times, in, particularly when I've been at work, um, I've been so pleased that I've got a record in writing from someone that has, has said what I, you know, it, it's quite, it, it's become quite critical to something, you know, further down the line. Anyway, there you go. But, I mean, for instance, Ted, you know I'm going to disagree with you now. No, I totally, totally understand about having a record, and I'm, I'm the same. If you're doing business, of course you want to have a record you can look back on. But, for instance, when we started recording today, as we always do, we, we hooked up on Skype, we said, hello, how are you? You kindly asked after my mother, I asked after your parents, we chewed the cud a bit. We don't need a record of that. That's just Aidan no, and Ted no, cementing yeah. their friendship for a few minutes before they start recording. Well, that's what... Chewing the card on the phone is all about. I mean, if I'm going to phone up my friend and say, oh, hello, how are you? What are you doing for Christmas? I don't, I don't need a record of that. I just need to know that I've had the enjoyment of chatting with my friend on the phone. No, but, but suppose you phone up your sister and you're talking about Christmas presents for different people. Um, and when you finish the phone call, if you haven't got a record of what's been said about who's going to buy what for who... Well, I have, because I've got a pen and a piece of paper and I make notes while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... OK. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, OK, I agree with you. If it's a business, if if an agent phones me and says, I'd like you to do Santa at this gig and this, 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 and gives me a lot of information, then yes, it would be nice to have a recording of that phone call because yeah. that's pertinent information that I need. But if I'm just having, if I'm just asking somebody, hello, how are you? Have you seen the latest so-and-so movie? What do yeah, you think yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need a record of that. No, 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 I agree with you. There are two sides to every coin. However, John does agree with me about permanent records. Many companies try to resolve matters by phone calls, he says. I refuse to deal that way and request, request a written response. If they are reluctant, I refer to the fact that they record the call, they record the call, but are unlikely to share the data with me if there's a further dispute. Conver Firstly, for social purposes, which comes back to your point, I think that the human interaction is what's important. So I like to hear a voice, uh, says John, just as I like hearing your voice, Ted, on the podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, as I say, there's two sides to this. Of course, there is. Um, But I just when it's something business or something important, it's just nice to have a permanent record of things. That's all. That's all. all. It's interesting that they say this phone call is being recorded for training purposes. How much training do people need? (laughs) Every (laughs) phone call you make is being recorded for. Yeah, right. For training purposes. Yeah, right. Ian Barton brings us f***ing mini hydrogen balloons. (laughs) Ian says, I find these from time to time in a field or stuck on a hedge. Not only do they litter the countryside, but also sometimes livestock eat them, which causes all sorts of expensive problems. I should think painful problems for the livestock as well as expensive. Expensive and expansive. Expensive, expansive (laughs) and very painful if you're a cow and you've just eaten a mini hydrogen balloon, I'm sure. Any company selling these should be forced to have a barcode on each balloon. Clever. Which can be traced back to them. Very clever. There should be a hefty fine and if they can't, won't pay the fine, they should be forced to eat at least ten of these horrible blots on the environment. Yeah, I take the point, Ian, and I know you're you're, you're being a bit farcical at the end there, but I certainly take the serious point that these things are a, a, a nuisance and a dangerous nuisance at that. And it also put me in mind, as I said in the MeWe post, of these Chinese lanterns that people fly off everywhere. Not only might they land in the f- and be a nuisance, but they could yeah. even land a light and start a fire. And indeed they do. I mean, if you can, you can look that up on the web. You know, there are many fires are started by these. So, yeah, really, yeah. don't send something up into the sky if you don't feel responsible for taking care of it. Here, here. Right, I'm going to chuck into room 101 sony's email auto systems oh yes not sony because as you know i love sony and i love sony the gear but their their email system is so last century it's just like (laughs) i I, whenever i get a new phone i have to, to hook up the um the headphones app and in order to do that, you used to be able to sign in with Google, but you can't anymore. You've got to, you're, you're forced to, to use a Sony sign-in account. Okay, fair enough, I suppose. But you, um, but when you do that, it says, right, we'll email, we'll email you a code. Um, now, to the to the person who's expecting in 2023 for that to be instant, which it normally is with most firms, 
It's not. It takes like 10 or 15 minutes to come through, by which time you've, you've given up on it and assumed that something's gone wrong. So you send another one, and then you send another one. And eventually, 15 minutes later, the code for the first one comes in, <laughs> which is now invalidated, and you go through this loop. So if you know that you've got to wait 15 minutes, which they don't tell you, then anyway, I, I, as I say, I love Sony, but but that kind of thing is what I remember having to do in like 1995, not 2025. <laughs> All that stuff should happen instantly. So Sony, sort out your email. Fifteen whole minutes, Ted. Now hang on, who was it on the last show was telling me off and was waxing lyrical about how we shouldn't complain when technology doesn't work straight out of the box and we should appreciate <laughs> how wonderful technology actually is and have some That's patience. Different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I take the point, though, they should tell you. I mean, I've, I've fallen foul of this as well, where, you, you know, uh, forgotten my password, send me an email, and they, the email doesn't come through, so you do it again, and then ten minutes later you yeah. get lost. Yeah. yeah, OK, they ought to give you that, that, that heads up. Um, and, yeah. you know, on the subject of starting accounts... It's something I would put into Room 101. I hate that if you, if you do anything, if you buy a theatre ticket or you make a purchase online or something, you have to start an account. Well, first of all, why? Why should you have to start an account? I always think I give a virtual gold star to companies that say, check out as a guest. And I think, thank goodness, yes, I will. Secondly, if you do have to start an account, please let me use my email address. Don't force me to actually open a full account giving you all my details. You know, or in your case, just to log in via Google, you'd probably prefer to do um you know don't make a start accounts i mean it's so often i've i've done this and the moment the purchase is over i then send an email saying dear so-and-so would you please remove all my data from your system i've bought the light bulb that i wanted i'm never going to buy another one i don't need to be in your system (laughs) um yeah i I do i do agree with you As, as always there's two sides to every story they will argue that they've got um you know it's they can they can service you better if they've got more details about you and um, I, I don't know why the Google sign-in thingy isn't adopted by everyone. It is quite broadly used. And then Google manage it for you. Um, or I'm sure in the Apple world, Apple manage it for you. Or whoever you yeah. you decided to be in with. But not all firms kind of hook into that system. You know, I, I'll give you an example. Um, Alan Parsons is doing a private gig in Glasgow, and I think, oh my God, it's Glasgow, but it's just so amazing, I have to go. I'm going to make a special exception. And I book tickets to go to Glasgow. And the next thing I know, I'm on their mailing list and I'm getting this is in Glasgow and this is in Glasgow and come and see this in Glasgow. And I have to write back and say, I live in Hatfield. I'm 300 miles away from Glasgow. I came once to see one show. Why would I now want to be on your bloody mailing list? This is why Google have just recently, if we're going to go a bit techy here again, this is why Google recently have put a big unsubscribe button on each of their emails incoming if they suspect that you're subscribed to something. So you can just click on that and then it will stop you being to get in that crap. But if you don't use Gmail, then I don't know how other systems work. Here. Well, I think they deserve a gold star. See what I did there? <laughs> Um, Mike Joyce Caravan Repairs, they've been given a gold star before. I'm going to give them another one, though, because you remember on the last show I said I had a leak um, and I had water in the carpet on my static. Oh, yes, well, yes. Um, he came round and went up on the roof and looked at the cowl thingy that was above where I thought the water was coming in, um, found something wrong with it, took it all apart, mended it, um, and didn't want any money. So I thought, good for you. Oh. In actual fact, he found the, the leak somewhere else and it was all sorted out. Didn't want any money for any of it. And I thought, well, what good service that is. All right, it only took him about half an hour or so, and it was probably on his way home from doing something else. But he could easily have um, charged me. In fact, I offered to pay, and he didn't want it. Half so, an hour? I mean, half an hour for a plumber is about 700 quid. I mean, yeah, exactly. you did very well there, Ted. <laughs> The other one I just wanted to quickly mention, which we, we haven't, I don't remember having mentioned it before, is a gold star really belongs to Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia that everyone can edit. Um, currently s- nearly 7 million articles in English. It's such a great system and a great service and a great resource. I now send them £1 a month to support what they do from my PayPal coffee pot as I use it so much and it seems like the right thing to do. Um, and I sign in and I use it as a signed-in user. Um, the depth of information is staggering on um, any subject on earth pretty much. 
Um, and it's upheld by volunteers around the world who monitor what people are editing it with. It's a great system, and it's been around for such a long time. I can remember using this in before 2000, certainly 19, in, in the 1990s. Um, so I'm not sure technically how long it's been around. But um, anyway, yeah, gold star to Wikipedia, I say. I fully agree. Yes. Well done, sir. Very generous of you. By the way, I think your plumber certainly qualifies. You were hesitant to, I mean, as I say, to, to do that for nothing, really. It's that sort of old world generous service that's so rare. It reminds me the other week, I, I got some new headshots done recently. And so I was, you know, prettying myself up and making sure I looked excellent. And I wanted to trim right. my eyebrows and I don't know how to trim <laughs> eyebrows. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll bloody cut one of them off if I'm not careful. I walked into a barber. And I said, it's a strange request. Could you possibly just trim my eyebrows? That's all I need. And he sat me down in the chair and he put the thing around my neck, you know, as, as they do. And, and, and he trimmed my eyebrows and it took about 30 seconds. And I said, that's it. Thank you. And he said he didn't want any money. And I said, are you sure? And he said, no, that's fine, mate. And off I went. And again, it only, it, you know, I was in and out in two minutes. I think it's the quickest I've ever been in and out of a barbers in my life. But the point is, he could still have said, yes, please, can you give me a couple of quid? But he didn't. And I mean... Again, yeah, that's, that's just nice. kindness. That sort of kindness is. Is, 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 is vanishing, and long may it not. Yeah. And this is, they didn't know you at all, did no, they? No, 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 I've never no, set no, foot no. in there yeah. again. I'll probably yeah. never go in again either, so, I yeah, mean... Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, good for them. You should name them. Give them a gold star by naming them. I can't remember. It's just a <laughs> random hairdresser I walked into on the street. Oh, shocking, shocking. I think we're done, I think we man. is, yes. Uh, we better let you go and get some kit before you go off and be oh, Santa. Don't. Five, five, five a.m. I mean, only Ian Barton knows what five a.m. looks like. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks' time, as always. Oh, is that our Christmas show? Hang on a minute. No, it's not yet, is no. it? Um, that's the twentieth of December. We'll be back in two weeks' time with more drivel as usual. So do look out for that. Um, whatever works. Works is our website. AidenBell.com is for Aiden. TedSummer.com is for me. Links to all the stuff that I do. Audio podcasts. Me we group links is there in there as well if you're not part of our whatever works me we group then come and join up and let us know whatever works in your life we'll bring highlights of that to the show going forward and last word aiden black friday hasn't even happened yet and we've just finished the show it's still not here it's only wednesday so get in there guys buy something tell us what you bought let us know for the next show and we'll do another one excellent Good word, good advice indeed. So, um, one last thing to say: don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. works.